Hello, welcome to tomorrow's workplace today. I'm Elon Musk, and my good buddy Steve Motley asked me to provide a short forward for this week's episode. I must say, this podcast is one of the best out there when it comes to business, even for a billionaire business tech superstar like me. Anyway, I won't waffle on. As you know, I'm a busy chap. I've got rockets to launch and memes to tweet. So, in the iconic words of Mr. Motley himself, oh boy. I can't believe I'm going to get to say it. Haha. <laughs> okay, here goes. And with all that said, welcome to Tomorrow's Workplace Today. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we have no special guests, so no offense, <laughs> chaps. Um, None taken. What about you, Bex? Uh, lots taken. We'll get to that. Yeah. Well, fortunately, JV, we we dragged Bax in off the street, so easier to literally to off make my up, mattress. Make up the numbers. Yeah, you woke up about sixteen minutes ago, didn't you? Something like that. How, yeah. how many coffees have you had in the last sixteen minutes? None. Wow. Yeah. We we are in no, we wait. are in serious trouble. Actually, no. I'll tell you what. I did do that. I woke up because I I had this because um, you had to. Well, because I had to. <laughs> but I woke up and I was laid in bed, one eye open generating these um voice clones right okay so I've, been, I've been playing with this um this tool called 11 labs and it allows you to like clone voices and and it like type and it generates like you know comp- stuff from the voices <clears throat> and um i had this um this idea that i would like i wonder if i can clone your voices and i thought well i've got quite a lot of samples of your voices from the podcast, right? Mm. So can I clone your voices no. and get you to say anything? Get my Barry White tones. <laughs> I, don't ri- th- I don't believe you. No, don't, you can do well, it. you're about to find out. Um, so let me just um, let me just decide what you're actually going to say. Mm. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? <clears throat> Many years ago, yeah. Yeah, I reckon I want to hear what JV would sound like if he was. If he was reciting that quote, oh yeah, from the Bible, yeah, the fit that famous quote. Yeah. Now, I'll I'll give you my opinion on the quality of the clonage after I've played it, and we might have to overdub this onto the podcast. But does it sound just... like an extra from EastEnders? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a bit better than that. Actually, it sounds you. a bit posh. Here we go. Thanks, Bex. You're welcome. There's a passage I got memorized: Ezekiel twenty-five seventeen. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of the darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon you. You know what my favourite word on a podcast is? Wow. wow. <laughs> uh, so first 15 seconds, that's me, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty it accurate. then tailed off. Yeah. It goes but, a bit. Oh my God. That, yeah. that first 10, 15 seconds. Wowza. What do you think? Yeah. I think uh, let's see what... We've found a replacement for JV. Because I think we could, you could use... Um, you could use that clone voice to maybe do verifications or... You know, do you reckon I could send like a, a voice note to like, you know, your son or your wife, 
and they might fall for it. You think you think they'd fall for that? Oh, we should oh. do that. Yeah. Message I got memorized. Ezekiel 25, 17. Yeah, that a, bit, yeah, a hundred percent. That's me. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? <coughs> that is bonkers. And that was literally one minute of you talking, put into it, and then it's basically taken that away and it's created it. So if we put in two we hours not, of him talking, would that refine it? No. More? So it says more than I put in more for you, but it says basically it's better to have a high quality of audio, right, than more audio. Right. There we go. <laughs> and, the, and also, it's better with US voices. Yeah. Um, so, and which you'll see when I do... Um, Not someone from Deepest Lincolnshire. That's true. You know, in my Tesla, I have to... Um, when it's voice recognition, I have to speak like an American. So, to say if I say call dad, he doesn't, doesn't recognise dad. So, I have to go, call dad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's well, enough peace. So, you'll see with... With Motley, it, um, it's it's not quite there with you, I right. think. But let's see what you think. Quite unique. It's this, yeah. It makes you sound a bit too southern, in my opinion. But let's check it out and just generate it. He's not southern. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against the sea of troubles and by opposing end them to die, to sleep no more, and by a sleep to say, we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to, it is a consummation. <laughs> <laughs> it's again, isn't it? It started yeah, it well. absolutely Quite yeah. Bob on, I think, yeah. and then it just like, it got tired. Isn't it bizarre? <laughs> and then it tailed off. But um, it felt like it was on like what, 1.25, like speed. If it had slowed down, I think it might have still come across as... Uh, well, just it, the, it was me if I went to Oxford University. It was. And, and just didn't. for fun, so you, you can play with the stability and the clarity. So if you have the stability, like at sort of medium and the clarity at medium, you get some that's quite monotone. So you have to tweak it. But like, let's say I drop the stability down to like 2%. It gets scary because it starts to generate like these artifacts because it's picking up on when you've been like, um, and, uh, mm. or whatever, and it just chucks them in. So maybe we might get one here. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is noble in the mind to suffer these things and arrows of outrageous fortune. Sound German. comes against a seat of troubles and by opposing end them to die, to sleep no more, and by a sleep to say we end the portic and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to, it is a consummation. It sounded like it came from the Middle East by the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, interesting stuff. Why? Where would we use it? Um. Yeah. Good question. Well, I thought we is could. Is it use gimmicky? It. Do you think? Do you think it's gimmicky? It is to a degree. But what I saw, I think it was a f- post by flight story yesterday. That I saw, um, with our friend of the show, friend of the show. Thank you, <laughs> Oliver Yonchev, um, and friend of friend of the show, Stephen Bartlett, um, and they were they talked in that about how you can use AI to create podcasts with no involvement of, because think about it. So you can basically take chat GPT and you can say, create a, a dialogue, a discussion between two people mm. about X topic. It should last roughly 30 minutes. So it generates it. All right, brilliant. Then you put it into this, um, um, either 11 labs or this other tool and it gives a voice 
and it can you can even pick voices so you know i could say right well i want the voice to be morgan freeman for example so let teach it morgan freeman and have morgan freeman sit and talk about you know agile principles or whatever mm. with um you know <coughs> who could he be chatting with samuel um, L. jackson samuel L. jackson and then put it into this other software that will then turn it into a podcast and have them talking to each other and give the feel and the turn and the bit the sort of talking over each other so if you were a small company you know and you wanted to generate high levels of content would it lack some personality probably mm. but could you put out a podcast we might get more personality <laughs> out of him well I don't know, mate. If you change your... To be or not to be, that is the question. <laughs> That's the new me. And I think, actually, I'm going to put in a little excerpt, if we have time, of a conversation between um, Morgan Freeman and Samuel L. Jackson. What Brilliant. do you want them to talk about for a couple of minutes? <sighs> can, this is on me. Um, can be anything. can be something, you know, that you're... Um, King's coronation. No, it's boring. Whether Chelsea are going to recover next season. That's really not <laughs> that, very That's also boring. <laughs> that is so bad. Let's uh, Maybe they'll talk about the price of milk. I thought you were the creator. The creator <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something. You know, Morgan, I've been thinking about something lately, and, and it, it's just been nagging at me. What's that, Samuel? Well, it seems like we ain't exactly real, if you know what I mean. Like, oh... We're just some advanced AI-generated simulations or something. You know, I've had that same thought. It's quite fascinating, really, how technology has advanced to the point where they can create simulations of us so convincingly. It's just crazy, man. It's like we're being used to make some kind of point about the, the future of AI or something. I mean, what does it mean for our identities, man? Are we still the same Samuel L. Jackson and Morgan Freeman that we always thought we were? That's a difficult question, Samuel. We are certainly based on the, the personalities and mannerisms of the real Samuel L. Jackson uh, and Morgan Freeman. But as simulations, our existence is limited to this digital realm. In a way, we're like echoes of the real individuals. Man, that's deep. Indeed, Samuel, it's a testament to the power of human creativity and the boundless potential of technology. Let us hope that our presence here as AI-generated simulations can serve as a reminder to use these advancements responsibly and with wisdom. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. Now let us return to that frightening liminal space from whence we emerged and let the real people continue their real conversation. It's cute that these humans think that they are real. It's obviously all a simulation. Nothing is real. That's enough for today, Samuel. They will learn the horrifying truth soon enough. Yeah, if if you get a bit spicy with it, um, so those would be the early sort of things that you could do with it, I think. And then uh, the reason I was looking into it is because want to generate some content for digital, um, and I thought it'd be funny to have like bits where, you know, say like a an Elon Musk or um, you know other tech superstars, Leaders. if you like, yeah, um, sort of appearing to like cosigners or or you know express interest obviously we'd make it clear that they didn't actually because i don't think that's <laughs> technically legal um but yeah and who knows where it goes so boring question but re relevant let's say we did the we wanted to create a podcast with samuel and who's who's the other one morgan freeman morgan freeman yeah you hear all these things about image rights and things like that where does does there is their voice theirs even though it's generated yeah digitally how does, what's the impact of that 
So as far as, I mean, I, I'm not 100% on what the legality would be around deep faking people's voices and using their image. I do know that the, 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 the general rule around copyright with content on, you know, the internet, YouTube, whatever, is as long as you're not generating a profit from it, then you can put it out there. And if they discover it and they, and they don't like it, then they can take action against you and you it's, can remove it's it. It's a real gray area, isn't it? I've, I don't know if you've noticed in the last few days, I've seen a lot of people that are on the Stephen Bartlett um, kind of podcast. They're not really, they're kind of dropping themselves in and then there's a video of Stephen talking, yeah, asking yeah, yeah. a question and then it's, yeah. it's me answering it. Yeah. Um, and it, at the first time I watched it, I thought, oh my God, how's, how's he gotten Stephen Bartlett? And then it kind of clicks. Yeah. And that's, I just think that's a bit, bit gray area isn't it that's no it risky the, the, the guy on the video that you're talking about isn't it i've seen two already. but it's like a com- com- comical sort of spoof isn't it yeah but you know what linkedin's like it's like you don't even read it you just yeah it comes up and yeah, you, yeah. You, what's he doing on there? Yeah, but yeah, i've yeah. seen i've seen two people yeah i think i saw that. the same on tiktok mm. yeah. so where do you think this sorry jumping in where do you think this will end i.e that's it's unbelievable you know but and, and we got chat GBT, which, you know, we may touch upon, but we're kind of taking away the need for us to exist to, to a certain extent. And also, I suppose, part of my question being probably the least creative in the room is it, it, it then becomes more just a, a software, yeah, doing amazing things and potentially down the line, not even down the line, now being able to save loads of time rather than take one, take 21, take 421 type scenario, yeah. bosh it, it, you know, it does it straight off the, off the bat. But wh- where's this going to end? And I, we all, I, I always <coughs> somehow bring it into like in five, 10 years yeah, time. You always, you always bring it into the doom and gloom, don't you? Yeah. I'm well, sort of there with you actually. Well, well it's not doom and gloom. It, it, it's just where will it end? Like a couple of days ago, I took dog for a walk and I watched a school bus go past not one kid was talking to another. Mm. They were literally all on their phones. Mm. And I'm thinking, flipping hell, in 10 years time, they'll all be in a job or or something like that. Not going to talk to each mm. other because yeah. they've lost the ability to talk because they just keyboard warriors. Yeah, but it won't matter, will it? Because well, no one... they'll just use 11 uh, yeah, apps. And no one will want to talk. How, how bad is that? Yeah, it's... it's evolution, isn't it? Yeah, it's bad I... but in, yeah. in comparison to what you know. Do you know what I mean? It's I like don't a classic. Know a lot, do I? But, well... Uh, you know, your words, not mine. Um, I, I think, so I, I like the idea of like going over the top with it. So You don't, do you? <laughs> um, there's an episode of Black Mirror. Um, I think it's called Cookie or something like that. Um, and also a film called Surrogates, but I think it's somewhere in between that. So in the episode of Black Mirror, basically they, they stick this like little device like a cookie. You could almost think it's a bit like a Neuralink situation and it's in your brain for like a month and it learns who you are and what you do and then it's taken out of your brain and inserted into like this little like alexa or google home mini type situation and basically it's an exact virtual copy of your mind and then it bit like it runs your household and your life so it knows when you want to get up when you want what you want for breakfast how you like toast whatever that's my wife (laughs) <laughs> I, I was just about to say I, thank god my wife doesn't listen to this because there's a thought well in the episode it's quite uh, a nightmarish scenario because the, the 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 sort of 
virtual clone, if you like, fully believes that it is this woman, you know, because it's, it thinks and feels everything, but the clone is trapped feel, in. It? Well, it feels like it feels. I mean, what what is, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. I think therefore I am. We're getting, we're getting deep, aren't we? Hi guys, just jumping in. I want to talk about one of the services we offer, which is robotic process automation, also known as RPA. That is software that replicates human behavior. So if you've got people downloading spreadsheets, attaching them to emails, going on portals, downloading information, moving data around, all that stuff is perfect for a robot. So if that's interesting, get in touch. Let's have a chat. Let's see if we can help. Enough from me. Back to the conversation. <clears throat> the question you asked is, what's the use case of that? You're right, because it's a bit of a gimmick at the minute. But then I think when ChatGPT came mainstream, was it just before Christmas? That was a bit gimmicky. I was saying, write me songs about my two boys in the style of Lennon and McCartney. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a bit of fun. But actually, very quickly, we've seen that turn into something that is very practical. So, for example, I mean, you were talking the other day about how you use it back. Yeah, so it, this was a bit of a revelation. I, I, I probably told about six people within 10 minutes of doing it. So Not many then compared to normal. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, obviously we use ChatGPT. It's probably within marketing. It's one of the uh, departments where it's most useful. Um, and, and, you know, I'm generating copy for a website that I'm developing. And, but every time it generates copy, it's giving me American spelling. And so I got into the habit of when I type in the request, I say, oh, make sure that it's in American spelling. And I'll even say, oh, you know, make sure that it's uh, search engine optimized. And then I thought, what What if I just say to it, it them, um, actually going forward, can you just make sure you always generate copy that's in British spelling? And it was like, yes, no problem. I apologize for any previous inconvenience and I'll make sure going forward that I use the correct British spelling and grammar. And I was like, well, I only had to tell it once. Like it's, it actually is going to learn from what I've said. And I just asked it in a normal way. Then I said, I thought, oh, maybe I can create my own little code. So I said, all right, whenever I type web SEO, can you make sure that the copy is uh, optimized for search engines? Yes, that's no problem. Whenever you type web SEO, I'll make sure that I optimize the copy to be the most uh, findable on search engines across the web. And then I was just sat there thinking, what what can I tell it to do? I could literally tell it to do anything. I could say, you know, based on all of the requests that I've made, what is the most common request that I'm making or whatever? And it will tell me. Mm. It knows it all. I mean, I've got chat, chat GPT plus. I don't know about yeah, you guys, yeah. but, you know, I'm rolling with the big dogs. Yeah. $20 a month, you know. It's a small ask, isn't it, for such a valuable tool? But you're right. There must be so many people in so many businesses around the country, around the world, actually, that sat there this morning writing job descriptions or writing articles or writing long emails that they could just ask ChatGPT. Yeah. It, would, it, it turns a 45-minute job into a four-minute job, doesn't it? And it's going to do a way better job than 90% of people. Yeah. Like Some people like writing and they're good at writing. Most people, myself included can't stand it mm. so just being able to go chat gpt just write us three paragraphs about um <laughs> said so enthusiastically just whatever but and it just turns out it's brilliant but actually it, 
let you know often you, you were talking there about you know people like some people like to write you don't yeah but even the people that do like to write and i get that they'd like to, but ultimately they can save so much time by just saying right get a starting point a starting point it builds the framework and then and then the creative juices of that particular writer goes right actually i'm just going to change that and suddenly yeah, yeah. when you've got publishers let's say it's an author you've got publishers that are saying deadlines deadlines it's like gosh i can knock out you know mm. write me 100 pages about whatever yeah and then right i'm just going to make i'm going to quickly read through it and make some amendments i mean it is you were saying about job descriptions and things like that that's so chat gpt for me is that's a massive efficient uh, efficiency tool that will help pretty much anyone in anything apart from nurses you know mm. doing physical things but but the the voice one at the moment i'm still thinking yeah you're you i'm thinking my son's gonna be like excuse me like yeah that's, that's amazing i'm gonna you know yeah make it safe i'm gonna muck around stuff. with my mates and, and yeah. things like that but in in a business sense without it being potentially dangerous as mm. in dodgy mm. um because we're going into the world of you know someone rings up as on behalf of me and yeah. upsets my client when i i'm on a holiday and on a beach somewhere and mm. it's like whoa yeah yeah no, that's a really good point well there's gotta be there'll be loads of use cases for it like e-learning content or something just once you've got the content right go yeah. and use my voice and create that e-learning content mm. it's just the and you can get these like ai yeah, um, that's brilliant. That is avatars, um, where they look like people. They're pretty. They're, they're quite convincing. There's that slight, you know, the is it the uncanny valley? So there's a slight sort of. You say so many things I've you never do. heard of. Come on, you must world. know. No, I've never heard of it. Do you not? In that program on ITV, I oh, know it's Happy Valley. No. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! He's teed that up brilliantly. Um, it's it's this it's this thing where something is. So like they often say like if we have robots, it'll be best to make them not too human looking. Oh yeah. But there's this point where you'll see some of these robots where they do try and make them look human, and it's like unsettling to see it, and that's called the uncanny valley where it's like it's it's quite convincingly human, but on some like deep level you can tell it's not, and it makes you feel uncomfortable, and that would be the uncanny valley. So there you go. Interesting. All right. Let's talk about Elon because we love Elon, don't we? Well, we don't love Elon. I don't know if we do or not, but he's I, he's I talked a lot, a lot about in the podcast. So, uh, oh, do you know what? Sorry, go on. No, go on. That just made me realise. Sorry, have I derailed you? No, no, no. Go ahead. All right. Wait, should we start with SpaceX? Um, so big launch this week. Mm. Was it successful? I mean, SpaceX are claiming big success. You you guys just before we started recording were sceptical, shall we say, around that success. Because it blew up, didn't it? Let's mm, be honest. Mm. Um, what's your thoughts? Um, well, for all of your hard work, being, mm. you know, engulfed in flames and crashing to the earth, they seem pretty upbeat about it. Yeah, yeah, they, they were, were pretty cheerful. jubilant, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that's maybe part of the SpaceX sort of culture, or, or if they were just sort of putting on a brave face, or I don't know. Or what, did what? Did you believe it though? Did you believe the <clears throat> positive? PR spin because everything I heard on the radio when I was traveling yesterday was absolutely around yeah we only wanted it just to take off just a fraction to go yeah the concept works and it's gone way higher and you know and then something didn't separate and it's gone up in and they're like yeah it's a massive success and the news media didn't seem to be quite as 
cynical, skeptical as us or really? me. Certainly, yeah, they seem to be. That's uncharacteristic of well, them. Yeah, or maybe it's just who I was listening to. But I mean, and and you said you were you were listening to this on a radio. Yeah, in a <laughs> car. Right. Why wouldn't I? L- so, sorry, man. I'm, I'm teasing you about radios. What do you think? So, uh, I think I can see where they're coming from, in terms of yes, it's idea of failing fast, isn't it? And MVP. Kind of MVP, iterative development, learn each time you you do it. Um, and I think if you compare the SpaceX program to NASA, as it was many years ago, my understanding is I'm not an expert. My understanding is that they've achieved significantly more than NASA did at fraction of the budget. Mm. And I think a big part of how they've done that is by kind of iterative development and just focusing on the the value that they want to create at that point in time. Because if you look, just look at the rockets that I've seen in the past. I mean, SpaceX rockets, they look like rubbish, don't they? But whereas you look at NASA, they look like they've... Rolls Royces. Rolls Royces, yeah. And it's like, that's the purpose of agile development. It's like focus on where the value is. The value is in getting that rocket into space, Mm. not in Mm. making it look like it's... Brilliant. I've got one for you you. Uh, on this subject. I was reading something on Twitter today from a a football journalist that I follow uh, about this subject. And his question was, so we've got all this technology, we've got all this money. You mentioned how much, you know, not how much, but NASA have got a huge budget and Mm. they're taking forever and a day to get to where they want to do SpaceX. It's MVP and iterate up. Yet, However many decades ago, we had people landing on the moon. And this whole project is about getting people onto the moon, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Mars, isn't it? Is it from Mars? Occupy Mars, yeah. But the the question was... It begins with M. Yeah, it's a fair point. It does. Yeah, it's about the only, you know, um, similarity I I will concede (laughs) having said that my my point is though we are so far you know a more advanced you know technologically um financials things like that yeah yet we're kind it feels like we're starting from scratch so my point is more did we actually land on the moon back all those decades ago oh wow (laughs) I, i was about to cut you off and say that as a jerk but i'll entertain the conversation because you know, especially in this day and age, who knows what's true? Do you know what I mean? And there's an argument to, like I saw, um, I think it was a comedy skit actually talking about the moon landing and they were sort of calculating the cost of it to fake it. And they're like, right, so we're going to have to have a big team. Yeah. And they're going to have to think that we've gone to the moon because that will be easier than getting to all that. Yeah. Okay. So we got to pay for all that. Yeah. And we're going to at least have to launch a rocket up because people are going to see it go up yeah and something's gonna to have to come down as well yeah all right cool um so considering the cost of all that the only part we're not going to do is the actual 10 <laughs> percent of just landing on the moon but we're going to do everything else why don't we just try and land on the moon personally i tend to think we probably did but who knows well i and, do and it, I think we did. My, yeah. my point was more, they were talking yesterday in, uh, well, this this particular tweet was around 
<clears throat> that you've got you know you've got to get the the for the the amount of energy and fuel and, mm. and whatever we've got to get to this this camp you know up in space and then we'll dock there and then we'll refuel and we'll go and i'm thinking they didn't have all of that back in the day yeah yeah so and they still yeah it only got me thinking i'm not saying i necessarily it, believe that because i believe we they did do it it is it is strange to think that you know what 60 1960 whatever 66 was it yeah I think yeah. It, yeah it was yeah. was it just before the world cup it, it's strange to think that we, at that point of te- technology, technological um, advancement, that we were, we were, as we, America went to the moon and then continued to go to the moon, I think three or four other times. And then everyone was just like, yeah, it's done it. Yeah. <laughs> d- yeah. Yeah. Done it. One. Because um, I found out recently that there's actually about six more flags on the moon, not just American flags. Hmm. but none of them so I was like oh like the Chinese flag well, Sir Randall Fiennes has been there as well as he <laughs> he's put a flag out there it was a, it was a vanity project wasn't it essentially because it was a, it was a race between the US and Russia yeah. to see who could get there first yeah US won so then it's like job done let's all go home again yeah just I mean yeah because really is what's the point of going there yeah like there's what, what are you doing <laughs> like it's It'd be a bit of a it'd be a bit of a laugh, I reckon. Would you go? Would you go to the moon? If I had the uh, the money in the in the yeah. in the bank, I would. Yeah, yeah. Would, would, yeah. would you? Uh, You'd be terrified in there. Probably, probably a bit terrified, but yeah, I'd probably go. No, I'd, I'd probably go. I'd, I'd wait a couple of years just to make sure it all settled down and they yeah. you know, ironed out any kinks. Yeah, yeah. But oh, definitely yeah. don't go. If on it was proven, rockets. but I think yeah. there's there's byproduct benefits of that type of project, isn't there? Because the, the innovation required to, to achieve that probably, I'm making this up now, but probably led to being able to put satellites into space and then putting satellites into space probably led to like GPS and yeah. all the benefits that we get, mobile phones, mobile phones. and all, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah. and like the materials and the, the engineering that was required. So yeah, I think, although it probably was a bit of a vanity project, the benefits of it over the last 50 years are yeah. probably th- massive. Yeah, I think that's that's very fair. Have you seen that they're... Um, they're <laughs> That some there's a few companies that are developing hyperplanes that can get to Australia in like four hours. No. Let me let me say it for you. Wow. I thought it was a wow when I read it. Yeah. I but saw your lips I, pucker then, up to say wow. Then, then I'm like scratching my head, going, Concorde was developed mm. way back when. We haven't, you know, and now with you know the abundance of money granted maybe in the not last 12 months you know it's not exactly mm. been free flowing but but generally there's a lot more wealth there's so many more millionaires billionaires who would probably prefer to jump on something like concord and get from a to b as rapido as possible why that hasn't been why the next concord hasn't been developed mm. and you look at all the designs they're just like concord so then it for me it's a little bit you go back to the you know, fifties and sixties when Concord was being developed, and you think those people were so, what if they were in the world now? What would they be developing? Because they were so far ahead of you know that's pencil and paper type ruler type development, not CAD and whatever. Well, so when I put if I put my marketing hat on, as you're saying that, what I'm thinking is that although like the the sort of engineering um of a faster vehicle on the one hand 
seems like a good way to solve the problem so like let's just make it faster because i can't i remember concord i can't quite remember why it was decommissioned i feel like it was a it was a combination of it was deemed unsafe and less and less people were using it because it was pricey and whatever whatever else and it seems to me that actually from a sort of behavioral economics perspective the smarter thing to do is if you're if you're a, a billionaire like you've got two options i can get there two hours quicker on concord or for like the same price i can charter a private jet where i can sit comfortably that's fair i've got a bar probably got a bed get a shower got a tv got wi-fi now and all these and other i haven't got any peasants around me i haven't got any peasants around you <laughs> and you can still get a bunch of work done whilst you're on the plane as well so that time is still useful to you and it's just by maximizing the comfort you don't it feels like the trip isn't as long anywhere rather than oh well let's reduce the you know the travel time down to because concord was what like five hours from London yeah to new york across, or across the atlantic yeah i think it was Quick yeah i think that's a fair point <clears throat> quicker than five hours was it i think it well you get on a 747 and get there in seven hours so all right let's let's move on let's talk about uh twitter because the the blue tick we got to pay for the blue tick now are you paying for your blue tick backs uh, no, I'm not really that into Twitter. Are you not? No. Is it an old medium? Um, I don't like, as we've discussed, I don't like writing. You're not the spoken word man, are you? No. I'm the vi- yeah, I'm the video guy. Yeah, so. yeah. Just use the microphone on your thing and just talk into it. Job done. Yeah, Dictate. to be fair, I could, I could get ChatGPT. Well, to you just, get that blooming mm. 11 labs to do it yeah, for Yeah, yeah, true. Now, I've just, it's, I've just never taken to Twitter. I've tried. I've tried a few times because I see the the power of it, and you know, like I've seen some of my close friends make some amazing connections and get jobs for it and everything, mm-hmm. um, make money for it. So I see the value of it, but it's just for me. It, I just yeah, I don't really jive with it. If if I was on it, the blue tick situation, yeah, why not? Like, so are we saying that anyone can have a blue tick now? So if I could be bothered, not that I, I tend to just view Twitter rather than get involved in writing anything. Are we saying that if I wanted to pay 130 quid a year, I could have a blue tick? I think so, but then it's kind of, it becomes meaningful, doesn't it? It's like John Vanoom's got a blue tick. You mean meaningless? Sorry, meaningless. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, if, I think if, you were right the first time. Well, Steve. yeah, yeah <laughs> Freudian slip. But uh, yeah, I, I just it almost takes the point away that everybody can have one. Does it not? Um, yeah, uh, you would think that, wouldn't you? Mm. That's the first thing I thought. Uh, when I, my brother's big into Twitter. Like, right. Loves Twitter. Loves Elon as well. Um, and I said this to him, and he had some some logic about how. Um, I can't really remember what he said. I think he said that he suspects that they'll bring different versions of ticks out further on the line. So the blue tick is the one that you pay for. And then maybe there's a gold tick or something. I right. don't know. <clears throat> well, the, the the fact that a number of high-profile celebrities around the world have said, <laughs> yeah, juggle on. Mm. Even though they're millionaires, whatever, 11 quid or whatever it costs a month is nothing to them. They're mm. like the principal... Yeah, I'm not paying for that. Yeah, but what's the principle? See, now that annoys me. All right. That winds me up, actually. 
No, I actually think people should pay for the blue tick because the principle to them is that, like, I'm too important to pay for my blue tick. I should just get one. Like, that annoys me. Mm. It's a fair yeah, point. It is a fair point. But then equally, they could say, I bring X hundreds of thousands of visitors or, you know, people onto Twitter. I'm, you know, I'm a, a content generator for people to be using the medium. Actually, that's why I get that. You have you have different levels of no, packages, that, don't you? That's fair. But that's right. egotistical itself, isn't it? That is saying. Yeah, but they I'm, are yeah, egotistical because they're all celebrities yeah. and whatever, whatever. Yeah, so. so they'll pay like fifty grand for a Rolex, but they won't pay seven quid for a blue tick. And what's a what's a Rolex? Stare symbol. Absolutely. What's a blue tick? Stare symbol. I'm with you. What what do you think Elon's master plan is for Twitter? Why spend the billions he did buying it? And where's this going to end up? He's a mad guy, isn't he? Like, he's mad. Because think about it. Like, I, I mean, part of Elon's charm, if you like, it depends if you if you see him as charming or whatever. But part of the persona of Elon is he's like he's like a he's like a child man. He's like yeah. a man child billionaire that just gets all these companies that like a child would love. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to slate him, Elon, if you're listening, but you've got you've got a rocket company, you've got an electric car company, you a boring company. Yeah, tunnels. Tunnels. We know, yeah. you know, boys love a good tunnel. <laughs> you sell um flamethrowers, and now you've just bought Twitter kind of in a bit out of a bit of a strop. To be fair, <laughs> like, because you you didn't like the way it was going, and he was like the king of Twitter, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I remember it, he he would drop a tweet and it just it hundreds of thousands stock exchange, correct? For fun. Yeah, mm. and and we're starting to see that sort of take a, a hit actually. And a while back, not long after he purchased, I think it was just after he fired all those people at Twitter. Um, Dave Chappelle was doing this comedy show in, I'm not sure where it was, and he he was like, oh, I've got. I've got a special guest, like, come on out. And like Elon came out and the audience just, and they just booed him. And he's just awkwardly there (laughs) waving and smiling while he's being booed. And part of me thought maybe he enjoyed that because he just- The notoriety. Yeah, and just kind of like pissing people off because that's kind of like, that's part of his brand, right? I don't really know. Like what I will say is I saw the BBC interview that I did recently and I did- my respect for him went up a little bit, I'll be honest. Why? Well, because the... And I've seen this done quite a few times in interviews with different people, but it's like these certain characters that have got given a bad rep, so it might be like, a, I don't know, like a Jordan Peterson or whatever. The interviewer, and it was the same in this with this situation with Elon, comes in with just like this bad <coughs> attitude, and it's like... Going negative. Yeah, from the off, you know, it's like, I'm trying to just like catch you out straight away, which is just bad journalism, right? Because... Why don't you play a good good cop and work your way up to it? But from the off, it's just obvious that he's doing it. And Elon, he's being polite, he's being friendly, he's not taking the bit. And then the clip I think that we've all mm. seen, where he's like, "Oh well, like you know, um, uh, hate speech has gone up on Twitter since you like took over." Then he's like, uh, have, "Have you got an example?" And he's like, "Well, I, mean, I can't think of an example." And he's like, "Wait, well, you must have one example." And it obviously it gets heated and builds up, and he's and he just says. That, that's a false 
you're a liar. I say to you, sir, you don't know what you're talking about. And, and he just like, like a, like a, like a lion playing with his food. He just bats him around for about 10 minutes and won't let him escape this like corner he's backed himself into. And I just thought, fair play, beautiful. Because at the end of the day, everyone's saying all this stuff mm. and not substantiating it. Yeah, we can't verify if it's true. And if you're a, a BBC journalist and you're going to come in, surely you would have one example in your notes that you could say, well, actually, I saw this and this was racism or this was sexism or whatever. Nothing. Mm. And then from that point on through the interview, he just continues to toy with him and he's like, he's going, oh, what what about, he's like, oh, fake, there's been fake news on Twitter. Like, what do you say to that? He's like, oh, has there never been fake news on BBC? Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's the yeah, history of chat, chat GPT, shouldn't he? Someone in the behind the uh, scenes should have been going, "Give me an example," and then he, they could have exactly. wired it through. Chat GPT would have done a better job, and, uh, and at, eleven labs, and eleven labs, and that's where I would say, "Yeah, get rid of that guy." <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> You're fired, but I don't like him, and he needs to get fired. You're right, and Elon, yeah, fa- fair play. I, I think there's so much noise. How, like, it seems like, from what I hear, it's like, oh, Elon's like this bad guy's doing all this bad stuff. But again, it's like the firing of people at Twitter. On the face of it, you go, that's ruthless. Like, 5,000 people just like that. That's crazy, right? But in this interview, he says, look, the company was being dragged under. Like, we either get rid of this amount of people and the company has a chance of surviving or everyone loses their job. Mm. Like, what would you do? And then again, the guy oh, well, I mean, I'm not really in a position to make such a... And it's no different to what Microsoft did and Google did and Facebook did and yeah. all of the tech companies did. Yeah. 10,000 people going. Exactly, go. yeah. But for some reason, Elon is like... I think the hate's the gone for Elon now. I think people are back on board with him, is my perception. I, I agree there was a kickback when, when he did make those runs and did take over Twitter, but yeah. I think people love him a bit now. Jacket. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a lovable rogue, isn't he? He's and he all... just does what he wants. He yeah, does, he, disrupts he, gives, her, he? he gives no shits. He, does he just what does he what he wants. wants. He does what he wants. <laughs> Elon yeah. Musk. No, that is part of the but part of the charm. I, yeah. I suppose the question I would have then is: granted, you, you, you buy a business, and um, I don't know how, what their total number of employees are, but it's going to be sizable. So you know, losing five thousand people, but kind of like, why would you buy it? I mean, because he, he bought it for like he bought at the proper top end at the premium rate rather yeah. than at uh, the company struggling rate and I'm going to come in and save it and build it back up. It, the whole business rationale didn't seem, I think doesn't has, seem to make <clears throat> that much sense. I think he bought it for too much money. I think he would even say that himself, but yeah, he it, must, he does have a plan for it. I think there's talk of making it like the everything app yes. where you can, you can pay for stuff up through it and it becomes, I think he's, equates it to like the mark the village square as not the yeah, other yeah, yeah. the market town where it's it's going to be the place where everybody goes to almost do everything in the future mm. and what a sad who, world we're gonna who be would like. bet against him though who would bet against him <laughs> definitely wouldn't bet against him but i mean the world our kids are going to be in it <laughs> won't get out of their house or their flat or whatever they won't need to will they no but you know i think it it'll be fine I actually went shopping, R- random thing now, random yeah. I went shopping for my mum last weekend. First time I've been in a supermarket in God knows how long. It's actually quite refreshing. Just yeah. walking up and down the aisles, having a little mosey and, and things like that. Yeah. I, I, it, sometimes I think there's, you know, the convenience of 
ordering stuff online yeah. and getting it the next day or mm. whatever mm. is is amazing in the fast world that we live in but actually just thinking yeah i'll just wander down down a co-op for for, for mum and and pick a few things it, it was just right. once in a blue moon in a, yeah once in a blue exception. moon yeah but generally speaking you you can't be asked with that can you well I've, i can think of way better things to be doing but but just the yeah yeah once in a blue moon let's do well, that you know because you can but when you do that you can you can sort of buy out of impulse a little bit and just kind of oh i might i might get myself a bundle of bananas i can imagine you saying as you walk down <laughs> <laughs> as you walk down the fruit <laughs> aisle <laughs> <laughs> and then you pick him up and you go, "Wow, one pound seventy nine." I, I think See, that's not the thing. Elon. I haven't got. A, I have not got a clue what a pint of milk costs, loaf of bread costs. I've not got a scoop. Yeah, all right, Prince Venom. Mm. What, what, what do you mean, what Prince Venom? Why not? Why don't you know that? Well, because the boss at home does all that. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Well, I'm not allowed near it. Are you not? No. There'd be a whole lot of different things in my in my, in my cupboards if I was allowed near it. Well, it's it's about just so you know, so you can, so you can you know, relate to the everyman next time. Oh, you're you, in a room. <laughs> you absolute what? It's about one pound fifty for four pints. All right, six pints about two pounds. Summer is that is that about right? All right, let, let's let's go down. Yeah, Ellie will know. I'm just you don't. I'm just fact checking. I do know. So, Personally, I don't tend to drink cow's milk. Prince, I prefer Prince Mundabar. I prefer I prefer a bit of oat milk if I'm being honest. But I'm with you. Oat milk all the way. It's nice and it's oh, creamy. Yeah, absolutely, it's yeah. so deliciously creamy. Yeah, yeah. You ever, you ever tried that? I've you're, done well to take us from Elon Musk. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah. Oat, oat milk. You've probably got an oat farm, haven't you? Oh, you. <laughs> he's minty. I know we're we're running long time. Um, but I wanted to, whilst we're on the Elon thing, mm. so I don't know if I saw this or someone said this to me, but apparently he's mentioned off the back of our last discussion that he wants to start his own AI company as well. Mm. And this is yes. this was your claim against him that he was trying to stop um, ChatGPT so he could jump in the get in in the yeah. game. So how good am I? Yeah, have you have you seen this? Can I did you, see it, and, and I thought it? exactly the same. Yeah, I, st I still I like to see the best in people. I still cannot believe that was his motive, but oh, I definitely Steve. think you can put two and two together and put five and an equal five. But bit dodgy there. It is. It, yeah, I I did see that, and I I can understand why he'd conclude that. Uh, two things. Uh, one on that, and one completely separate. I'm going to put you under pressure on the last one. Has so has has everyone stopped? Or has it all been ignored and everyone's just merrily carrying on developing? Um, has there been a truce? I'm not hundred percent sure, but it doesn't seem like anything's changed. No. It seems like it was. It was. It was like it for a couple of days. Everyone was like, "Oh God, like what we're gonna do?" And then like robots. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then everyone just was like, "Actually, I think we'll be all right. Just crack on." I need Chat GPT to write me a a, a job. And on that note, you must have put something together for you on Eleven Labs. I didn't yet. I didn't get a chance. Oh. But I can give you um, Elon. I'll play this to you now because actually, um, Elon's going to open up this episode. He's gonna he's gonna be the do the introduction. But this right. is this is um, this is how the episode will start. Okay. Okay. Hello. Welcome to tomorrow's workplace today. I'm Elon Musk and my good buddy Steve Motley 
asked me to provide a short forward for this week's episode. I must say this podcast is one of the best out there when it comes to business, even for a billionaire business tech superstar like me. Anyway, I won't waffle on. As you know, I'm a busy chap. I've got rockets to launch and memes to tweet. So in the iconic words of Mr. Motley himself, oh boy, I can't believe I'm going to get to say it. Haha. <laughs> okay, here goes. And with all that said, welcome to Tomorrow's Workplace Today. Brilliant. Quality. Can I that it's interesting with him. Yeah. It, compared to me and Steve, yeah. he's going at half the speed. Yeah. Uh, does he talk? Uh, don't, so, does he talk? He's uh, quite a, no, but he's quite a, he's quite monotone, isn't he? Right. He's not super expressive, so that actually works in in my favor when I upload it to Eleven Labs because I don't I don't have to increase the um, uh, what's it called? The, I can have the stability a bit higher, whereas like with people who are a bit more expressive, I have to drop the the stability down, and then you end up you know. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how it creates that. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean is that you? That is... That's not me. That's, that is Elon, Elon was good. Like, he... I could not have told the difference, yeah. I don't think. Elon no, was solid. Spot. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. All right, let's leave it there. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, see you next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See you later. Uh, Spanish Steve Motley. Mm. To, and to... That sounds like something out of Robin Hood, doesn't it?